You're listening to Green Wave Radio. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Green Wave Radio. Today, we're going to talk about one of the newest school staff members, Ben the Dog. Here are some specifics. He is a lab master of mix, and his name comes from St. Benedict, the monk the school bases their principles on. He was revealed at a morning meeting to the student body on September the 8th, 2018. And as a bunch of rowdy boys tend to do, we scared the poor puppy to the point that he ran off the stage. For me, I really didn't know that much about Ben and how he ended up coming to the school. Honestly, I was a bit surprised that a school would actually consider letting a dog live on campus. But by January, the school had truly embraced Ben as part of the community. So I decided to find out what it took to bring Ben to the school and what he does when we aren't around, along with some other interesting Ben-related things. So I visited... Father Michael Tidd. I am the headmaster. I have been the headmaster since July 1st, 2018. Prior to that, for 10 years, I was a member of the history department. Uh, I also taught uh, some courses in English and religion over the years, and I was the director of the speech and debate team. And now I get to be the person who is the head of school of this amazing place. Uh, I mean, the first thing I should start with is, um, where did the idea for having a school dog even come from? So, over the years, we've had dogs periodically, like dogs at the monastery, not so much in school. Before uh, Trinity Hall was built, when most things happened over in Old Main, a couple of the monks who lived as prefects with the boarders, like they were supervisors of the the boarding students, one or two of them might have had a dog. But there had not been a dog that the entire student body would be able to interact with really ever. So the idea came uh, from our last Middle States accreditation. So the Middle States Association of Colleges and Schools is the organization that accredits us, which says they come in from the outside, they evaluate us and say, yeah, you are running a high quality program. And schools like Delbarton always look to organizations like that to validate that what they're doing meets high standards of educational excellence. So every seven years, we have to go through what's called a self-study, where we break into the faculty and committees, we gather information from students, from parents, from alumni, um, and we collect all that information and examine ourselves in light of what our mission is, what our fundamental beliefs are, and then in light of those things, we look at all of that data and figure out objectives for the next seven years that improve life for students like you. So one of the goals that we're working on, there are three goals that we have, and one of them that we're working on is student resilience. That is, how can we help students become more resilient to respond to academic pressure, social pressure, just the difficulties of being a teenager in the 21st century? How can we help them respond to those challenges in ways where they can be resilient, where they're when they might hit a setback or hit a frustration or a challenge, how can they respond to that in a way that's going to help them grow? Um, and so part of that is also helping students develop healthy habits, not just physical habits, but emotional habits, and to deal with stress and pressure in an appropriate way. And so one of the, the action steps to making that goal happen, a suggestion was made by the faculty team that's working on it. Oh, why don't we have like puppies come in at exam time? Colleges do this, like gives kids a chance to blow off steam and it seems to be effective and making people feel better. And when I heard that, this was before I became the headmaster, I thought, well, why don't we just get an actual dog? Why don't we just have a dog around here all the time? So when I knew I was going to become the headmaster, I approached Abbott Richard and said, look, I'd like to get a dog for 
the students and the faculty at Delbarton, but I'd also like to keep him with me here in the monastery and have him be a presence in the monastery too, particularly with our monks who are in our infirmary. They, they're not very mobile. They don't get out very much. They're often very sick. So they really might enjoy having a dog around. So we discussed it in the community and the community approved it and they were very excited. And at that point, this was last spring, one of our trustees uh, has a dog of the same breed like Ben. And when I told him I was thinking about getting a dog, he said, why don't you come and meet my dog? Because I think he'd be perfect. And I met his dog at his house and I thought, yep, this is the kind of dog that I want. So he arranged uh, to connect me with the breeder that he uses, uh, that breeders in Minnesota. And Ben arrived in the middle of August. What were some of the legal hoops you had to kind of jump through in order to get a dog on campus? So there aren't really any, I mean, since he's my, he's our pet, so there are really no regulations about that. We did look into that. There are no specific regulations. Um, it's important, though, that a dog, obviously in an environment where there's a lot of people who have different personalities, some of whom might be a little shy around dogs or allergic, that we make sure that he's clean and we make sure that he's well-trained. So we sent him to a puppy training for three weeks. And so there's a family in the area that trains dogs one at a time. And they did a wonderful job. Now, Ben's not even seven months old yet. So even though he's very big, he's still very, very young. So we wanted to make sure that we got him properly trained so he doesn't get over-enthusiastic and, like, jump on people or, you know, nip at them. And those behaviors have pretty much gone away. I know a lot of kids were, like, freaking out because Ben was, like, nipping them. But, I mean, I know I have a dog myself that if Ben really wanted to bite you, he'd probably bite your arm off. So, I mean. Right, right. It was more just he's excited. Yeah. And now they the trainer trained that out yeah, of him. Like, I've seen Ben around and he looks so much better. Like mm-hmm. just he was responding better. He was being a lot nicer towards the kids. It was he, you guys did a great job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well the trainer did a great job. And then the students have been really good with him. Um, people come to visit with him all the time. When the weather's good, people you can sign him out and take him to class or or take him outside. Um, so he gets a lot of exercise and people clearly enjoy having him around. Uh, where does Ben, you know, stay during, you know, weekends and breaks and such when students aren't around? So it's myself and Mrs. McGuire, my assistant. So he kind of lives here between the two offices. So we take care of him. We feed him. We give him water, take him to the vet. So he lives with me up in the monastery. So a couple of the other monks who are retired uh, help me out. So if I have to be like today, he's not here because he's with them um, up at home. So he's never alone for very long. So he's always with people, whether it's people down here or people in the monastery. Well, uh, that's really it. Uh, thank you for letting, uh, for having this, agreeing to have this interview. You're very welcome. Another big thank you to Father Michael. Ben hasn't been here very long, but he's already made a big impact on the Dalton community. He's going to be a fixture at the school for years to come. So every once in a while, my mom will go through all my textbooks and homework and tests, and I ask her, why do you keep doing this? And she looks at me, and she says that she needs to validate that what they're doing meets high standards of educational excellence. Thank you for listening, and I'm Hayden Kim, signing off.